Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Times with uh, my buddy cop Eduardo Encina at Raymond James Stadium, where the Bucks have won their third game in a row, four out of five. They beat the Indianapolis Colts 38-35 to in a wild one. And much like their quarterback, uh, this game was all over the rails, Eduardo. I mean, from the start, the Bucks came out again, and uh, first pass is intercepted that Jameis Winston throws. First two possessions end in a turnover. Um, Indianapolis jumps on them, and it looks like that, uh, like so many other games we've seen, they were going to give this one away. And even Bruce Arians after the game said, I must coach the nicest team in the league because we like to come out and spot teams' leads before we beat them. But um, a lot of things happened in this game, not the least of which uh, Mike Evans was knocked out perhaps for the rest of the season. Other guys stepped up. We're going to talk about all of that. But the biggest takeaway is in one game, Jameis Winston kind of provided a season of this roller coaster ride he's put everybody on, which is some really bad followed by some unbelievable, followed by toughness in coming off the bench in the second half. He didn't start the second half because they had a slight fracture in his thumb, unable to grip the ball, but still manages to go out there and get the game-winning touchdown. Right. It's unbelievable what what happened out here on Sunday. Yeah, and so we're riding on this crazy roller coaster. This is the Jameis Winston experience still, and you know, mm-hmm. everyone can can point to numbers, right? You can point to numbers till you're blue in the face, mm-hmm. right? The interceptions, the touchdown passes, the passing yards. We got a bunch of notes here about Jameis Winston, like he's going to break every single passing record season-wise that, that the Bucks have had. He's mm-hmm. going to do it. Touchdowns, mm-hmm. yards, uh, yards obviously. <laughs> maybe not interceptions. I don't know. But, right. Um, he's got but, 23. So. But, but he's going he's gonna to break all these marks, right? Now, I feel like the difference between this game and the other games is that when and, – and, you know, we talk about numbers, and sometimes a lot of people value numbers over the wins, right? Yeah. But in, in this game, when we went into that locker room, the only thing we could hear about was – the moxie of this guy mm-hmm. about how he led this team back, about how you know he, he played with a fractured part of his 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 hand, his throwing hand, yeah. And you know that that that's stuff that you can't you know you can't put numbers on. Mm-hmm. And you know going going through this game, we we understand. We Bruce Arians has told us this that you know it's it's still a wait and see on on what Jameis Winston sure. will be whether he will be back next year. Yeah, there are points in this game when you're thinking, like, man, does this make it this decision easier, or does it make it more hard? You yeah. know, and in some ways it makes it easier. Some ways it makes. It, I think you could walk away from this one with a more difficult decision, right, right. And, and for the simple fact that they did win this game, right? You know what I mean? And and yeah, this may be funny, but like, I feel like this team is determined to figure out a way to win. They were today. We'll figure out a way to win despite all the mistakes, yeah. <laughs> despite the turnovers. Because you know what? You don't spot a team three turnovers to nothing and win games. No. Like, it just doesn't happen very often in the NFL. It doesn't happen anywhere in football. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're on the bad side of that turnover margin, you're just not going to win games. But, um, but I, I think the one thing I would point out is just that 
you know, when we went down to that locker room, this was like, that was Jameis's locker room. You know, yeah, it was. he was giving, you know, Justin Watson high fives. He was, you know, hugging Brashad Perriman, guys who like, you know, now could come to his aid. You know, yeah. they helped him win that game, yeah, you know, because they were there to catch big passes when Mike Evans got hurt. You know, we, we hear about everyone talking about, you know, yeah, we know, we know we may give the ball away. We know we're not, a, we're not, not by no means a perfect team here. But, you know, we have won three in a row. And that's right now what, what really kind of matters. Yeah, that and the fact that they, they go to Detroit with a chance to be 500 after a horrific start. Um, but this game is one that, uh, uh, you know, a lot of guys stepped up and, and there were some really good performances. But overall on defense, it was not good. And Bruce Arians said, he said it during the week, Eduardo, because, you know, I, up until last week, it seemed like every week he would come in and say, oh, we had such a good practice. Last week, he didn't say that. He said, we really haven't practiced that well. And he made a point of that again. He thought that maybe they were trying to rest on their laurels. And he says, that's kind of ridiculous because we have no laurels to begin with. Um, but he thought it showed up in the game. And it showed up on defense, you know, really, because – there was confusion on the back end. They had some some deep balls that they gave up, you know, some passing, a pass interference that was a huge penalty on Jamel Dean. And so they didn't look like the group. They got close to uh, sacking the quarterback but didn't finish a lot of plays, um, as it turns out. So, you know, I, I think that I think that they kind of got the message. And then at halftime, this is a little, a little side story, is that Levante David went off. I mean, and we know that Levante has sort of been the guy in the middle of the huddle before the game, and he, he doesn't say a lot during the week. He's this guy that gives the young players a lot of confidence. But apparently um, at halftime, you know, Arian said he didn't have to do any screaming and yelling because basically David did it for it. And I talked to David, and he said, look, I just told him that, that we're getting exactly what we deserve because of the way we practice. We're, we're making dumb mistakes. We're not playing the game the right way. So I'm tired of this, you know, whatever, and let's go out here and start playing good football. And, it, and they seem to play a little better. They didn't shut down the Colts by any means. But I, I think that that was, I think defensively, even though they got in a hole because of the turnovers, I thought they were worse on defense. Look, they made plays on offense all over the field, 456 yards passing. Um, and, yeah, Jameis dug them a hole, and so did um, some other guys like Dari and Gumbawale with a fumble early. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, their quarterback was able to be spectacular at times. And what about the help he got from Brashard Perriman, who all of a sudden looks like a legit number three receiver? Yeah, I mean, you know, like just going back to defense, Rick, I mean, the defense has they've done a really good job going into this game creating their own turnovers yeah. and, and, and setting the offense up, you know. Yeah. And, and, and really the, the key to those first two wins was really – you know, it was probably the best complimentary football that, that we've seen all year in back-to-back games. Now, this one, you know, I feel like, you know, when, when the offense wasn't rolling, the defense kind of had to pick it up, maybe held, held them to a field goal or something like that. When the, when the defense was going, the offense kind of picked them up a little bit. So, True. Um, but, you know, offensively, it, it is interesting to see, um, you know, they only dressed five receivers today because Scotty Miller is out, TJ Logan's out, the punt return, punt slash kick returner. Right. So Justin Watson, all of a sudden, you know, he of 26 offensive snaps this season is thrust into a much bigger role as a punt returner and as a wideout. After but Mike Evans After Mike goes Evans hurt. goes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and like you mentioned, Perriman has had a remarkable two games in comparison to the rest of his season. 
He has eight eight catches on eleven targets for 158 yards, I believe, and a touchdown. The past two games, okay. Wow. His previous nine games before that was something like eleven catches on 36 targets for 139 yards. Mm. So he has more receiving yards in the past two games than he had in the, his first nine games. Jeez. So. What, what, so so what's the difference? I, I just point blank asked him that. I was like, yeah. to, like what, what's the difference? And yeah. he's like, you know, no one really thinks about how many times, you know, we run certain plays in practice, you know, and, and, and how many times, you know, the, the chemistry that you do build with a quarterback. And all you need is just a little bit of motive, a little bit of clicking mm-hmm. for it to all kind of feel right in a game, game day situation. And that's what's kind of going on. He – uh, Jameis missed Perriman. He did on a, on a deep for, shot. On a deep shot that yeah. would have been a clear touchdown, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, and I asked him, I was like, you know, maybe, you know, a few weeks ago, that ball happens and, and you know, you guys might not hook up for the rest of the game. You might not, you guys might not hook up for another couple games. But then when it mattered, he went, you know, you guys hooked up on the game-winning drive and the game-winning touchdown. He was like, yeah. How's, how does that happen? Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's like, you know, I, I just, I just, I just feel that, and like I said, this is what going back to what my initial thought was: is that this was really a Jameis Winston locker room. You know, yeah. They were talking about, you know, this is a guy who, after a play like that, he'll come to me and say, "I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you the ball, and I'm going to, and I'm going to tell him I'm going to have his back." You know, and, uh, and and so there was no doubt in my mind. You know, in that play, I had man coverage. I thought the ball was probably coming to me, and he put it right where he needed to, and that was a ball that. Only Perriman could have caught. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny because in some of the losses, like some of the bad losses, a lot of the big, like London and, you know, even going back to last year, you know, Cincinnati, some of these losses, we've been in locker rooms where it's been really quiet. And you wonder, you know, were some of these some of these losses where Jameis can lose the team mm-hmm. around him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But this was almost seemed like the exact opposite, that, like, yeah. he made some mistakes. We know that he might make a mistake or, or two or three or whatever it was. But that this guy is going to rally you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not going to be pretty. No, it's not going to be. It, it, it's not going to be confused for you know sixty minutes of great football. But that that this guy has your back, and you're as on his team, you're going to have his back too. He he really does, you know, start the fire and then call the fire right. department. I mean, he's he's that guy, right? He he you know creates some mistakes and has. The reason he had to throw for 456 yards is because he threw three interceptions. <laughs> so, you know, if you cut that out, maybe it's a little easier game. But yet he is also tough enough to come back and when he can't grip a football, play an amazing second half. I think he was like 13 of 18 or some, some ridiculous after he broke his thumb, right, when he came back out in the second half. Hey, Ryan Griffin, by the way, shout out to Ryan Griffin. He's no longer, uh, you know, the uh, – I don't know, the, the guy who's never taken a regular season snap, he got to start the second half. We can't James, say that anymore. Right, while James, <laughs> yeah, and while James was over there. So we take the asterisk off of him. Now, he completed two passes out of four attempts, and they got one first down, and then, and then they didn't. Um, you know, and again, even for that brief series, you think, okay, now we see what life is like without Jameis Winston, and suddenly nothing against Ryan Griffin. Maybe he'd have come back and played a good second half, but – Suddenly, you don't feel as confident, and I think the team the team is that way with Jameis. They just they believe in this guy, and the coaching staff obviously, um, you know, a, there's a lot of positive feedback. I mean, look, Darwin and Gumbawale could have been a goat in this game mm-hmm. with his fumble, right? Huge fumble um, in the game, and and yet on fourth down in the final drive, 
they they have to go for it, and he makes a great catch to move the change before Perriman's touchdown. So, you know, again, there there was just guys stepping up right and left. Justin Watson, as you mentioned, was I guess thrilled that he got to play as much as he did, and he'd only played you know the twenty eight snaps or whatever before tonight uh, on offense. So it was uh, it was a good day for them. But the Jameis Winston thing is real. Like, you know, I wrote about this. It, it, you can love him or you can loathe him. It doesn't seem to matter because you will do both in the same game if you're a Bucks fan. And it, this whole year, the whole season, the whole reason for the season is Jameis Winston. Like, you can't make another storyline last that doesn't involve this quarterback. Right. He literally, um, you know, we've, we've seen him have great games and they've lost. We've seen him have bad games and they've lost. And the common denominator until recently has been they always lose, as, as Trevor Sigma said a couple days ago on, on, uh, on the show that we do. But um, I, I think that, you know, when you see the talent that this guy has, when you see some of the throws that he's capable of, even though he gets in a big hole and he digs his own hole, he finds a way to get out of it. And he is tough as hell. And he is a guy that other players rally around. You know, Justin Watson isn't a a Pro Bowl receiver. Right. And Brashard Perryman has had a spotted career at best. But those guys made big plays around him. And, and I think that's what good quarterbacks do. <coughs> I think good quarterbacks make guys around them better. And, and in some ways, I think that, that Winston did that today. And you saw some of the depth on this offense. I mean, O.J. Howard came alive again. Um, Cameron Brait had a touchdown. Hell, he threw touchdowns to four different players. Right. And he ran for one. So he had five touchdowns that he accounted for. That's rare in an NFL game. It's been 31 years, 31 years since a Bucks quarterback threw for as much as 456, you know, which is saying something. I know the league is different, and I know that, you know, again, that he, he had to throw a lot and that sort of thing. Um, but to think that when you get to the end of the year, you're going to say, this 25-year-old, we're pretty much done with. We've seen right. enough. Ah, it's, it's days like today, both good, bad, and indifferent, the whole season – in this game, and yet, how many quarterbacks could have kept slinging it and gotten gotten you a W in that in that yeah, situation? Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing because, you know, we you know we, we get locked up with this team because we follow it you know every day. But yeah. but there's so much around the league of like people looking for a guy. Sure. You know, and you know, going back to the thing, it's like I, I do feel that, you know, once Jameis got them within. That within a touchdown, one score. Yeah. You know, Down there by was four. there was no doubt on that field, within anyone in that huddle, that they that they thought didn't think that he was going to be able to lead them to a win. Right. I, I I truly think that just from listening to these guys talk, and you know, it's. I think it starts with his coach too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 the sw- that's what Jameis. Yeah, says. I mean, it's the swaggy and swaggy in sixty-seven yeah. too. I mean, but. And maybe that's why this is a this is a good match. We've been wondering, you know, there's days when we wonder whether this is a good match. Well, you know? I can tell you for sure, he's driving coaches crazy. Like <laughs> I know guys on this staff that say they can't take it anymore. Right. Like that's that's sort of what they tell you if if you get them right. on a side moment and they go, this guy's killing us. But but you know? but it does the same to everyone who sits in these stands. Absolutely, you can, every there's no way that everyone in these stands you sit here. And there's in one vein they're have their hand on their head, and the other vein they're cheering. It's you know, a roller it's coaster. just what it's it is. It's a wild it, ride. It with is him. what it is, and yeah, you're yeah. right. It's just it's the roller coaster experience that the number three is taking us on. And like I said, it, it in terms of evaluation, it's so tough because the the big question again is 
can 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 winning be sustainable with this guy? True. You know, and, and that's the big question. You know, because you know, no one's in and this. Not just winning, but right. can you win a Super Bowl? Right. No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No yeah. one's no one's in this for winning seven wins, seven that's games. Right. That's no one's right. in this for winning eight games. Right. You wanna you wanna raise the the Lombardi Trophy, right? That's, that's what right. everyone's in it for. And if you're not in it for that, then then you're, you're you shouldn't be here. But you know, so so that's the real question here. And like I said, I mean, like I think Demar Dotson said today, it's like. You know, we were always spotting teams, you know, 14 points and stuff like that. It's like, well, they spotted them 10 points today. They were down two touchdowns. He's like, well, well, yeah, but we just figured out a way to overcome all of that. So now they're used to overcoming some of these things. But then it's like, but odds just aren't in their favor with that if you're no, going to keep doing gonna that. Be, you're but, not going to be a playoff team right. if you do that. You're, you might be a 7-8 win team like this team is. Right. But, um, but that's the thing. That's such the big question. It's still a question. Like I said, I, I, don't, I don't know whether – a game like today's makes it more difficult or easier. I think it makes it more difficult to make this decision on Jameis Winston because you do see all you see all the good things and you see the win. The bottom line is you see the win, but the bottom line is the question is: is winning? Can this guy just can give this team the opportunity to win not just games but win consistently, make it to the playoffs, win postseason games? Get to where they ultimately And to wanted. win consistently, you have to play consistently. Right. And, and in this game, he didn't. He played good and bad, as he has pretty much all season. Look, you can't get around 23 interceptions. Yeah. You can't get around, by the way, nearly 100 points have been scored off his turnovers. Not other fumbles, not, you know, but just turnovers that he contributed to with interceptions uh, and fumbles of his own. And, and, that, and that's another thing. Right? points. For I mean, just to think of it that way, that's just what I was thinking about – the times when in some games where he's had big, big turnovers that you do think maybe he does lose his team weights because right. how much more perfect do they have to play a lot to overcome oh, his lot. mistakes? Absolutely. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. It goes even the, the, the way. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Of, of like how you think about him or how you think his teammates think about him even goes goes up and down. And, and I think, and look, there are guys in there that don't can't explain it. You know, I, I mean, I talked to Cameron Brady. He goes, look, there's so much, so much of the good and so much of the bad that's out there with him that you just don't, like, you don't know what to expect, but you just kind of expect them to figure it out. It's a hard way to make a living. I mean, and, and look, they, they got eliminated because Minnesota, the Vikings, won a mm-hmm. game. So they're no longer involved in the playoff picture. Even if they went out and go 9-7, and seven, which would be <coughs> a remarkable finish based on how they started. Um, but they're not going to the playoffs for the fifth straight year under Jameis Winston. It's five years with this quarterback you're not going. I know this is about quarterbacks. There will be 12 that teams will like. The, the 12, 12 fan bases will like their quarterbacks. And those will be the 12 teams that are in the playoffs. Everybody else is looking to replace theirs. I'm telling you that. I promise you that's the case. And yet, this, you know, Winston has been here for five years, and there's still a debate about him, even within the same game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when Ryan Griffin was announced, there were probably some people that thought that Arians had finally had enough and pulled him, you know, and said, I'm starting the other guy. And there was quite a, you know, a little bit of an ovation right. 
when we're you know maybe that was because we're glad he's finally playing a, a snap. You know, um, he's not the moonlight Graham of the NFL anymore. But you know, I think probably some people were like, "Good, you know, I've had enough." There's just nobody that's on the fence uh, that you know you either love them or you hate them. There's people on both sides. Then there's these this few that that aren't really sure. Um, but man, it's really something. And, and uh, you know, one thing I can say for sure that defensively. They've got some playmakers. They look good today. But Devin White came up with another big play. Devin White forced a fumble in this game that might get lost when you go back and look at it. Right. But it was not insignificant because, <coughs> you know, absolutely the Colts could have put this thing away with another score. And and he comes up with a fumble. And they, they you know what, forcing turnovers have been a thing for this team. They entered the, the game fifth in the league in, in the number of turnovers they've created. So, I mean, suddenly they look like a team that, you know, can still – get their hands on some footballs. And, and maybe, again, that's the hope, right, that if, if he does stay and, and there's still three games to find out how he's going to be, but that this team will grow up around him and learn how to win. And they said it after the locker room. I know you talk to guys. In the past, they don't win this game. No, you're right. A that's lot of guys people say that, yeah. And we going back to the Devin White thing is, you know, that came during a sequence of the game where the ball is just – they're just kind of – giving it back to each other, right? Right, right. But at that point, I believe the Colts could have came back and they were on the verge of making a two-touchdown two game a again. two-touchdown game, yeah. And so I think Dev, Devin White calls a fumble, Mike Edwards gets it, the Bucks give it back, but then the Bucks get it back. They give it back, yeah. But, but they, only, they only hold them to like a field goal. So even right. then, it's like it's, it's a net four-point thing, and, sure. and it still makes the game close. They win the game by three points. Exactly. You know, so um, – the, the, the thing about this defense is, like, I love the fact that these guys just get at the ball. You know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. We didn't see that last year at all. You know, and we, we didn't see it at the beginning. Of, to make plays. Right, and be, we didn't see it at the beginning of, 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 of this year either. You know, right. so it shows some. It shows a lot of growth in, in this team and this defense. You know, even a secondary. You know, I, I know Jamil Dean got called for a, a, a bad, bad, I think 47 yard uh, pass interference call. Uh, you know, just bad technique. He just went over and swiped the guy too early. He panicked. But, yeah, he did panic because he had good coverage the on the ball. The ball was overthrown. Right. He had decent coverage. Instead of turning, as they teach you to lean and look, right. lean he and just look, swiped at a guy. He just tackled him. Right. Didn't swipe. He tackled yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but, you know, Carlton Davis may have had a couple more pass breaks. I think he had three or four pass breakups. You're really starting to see a lot more from him. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the one thing, too, is, uh, you know, they this, this run defense – I thought that you know they start off so well. I think they there was they're starting to get you find a little bit of holes in them. Mm-hmm. But today they held the Colts to sixty six yards rushing. Pretty good. Held held Marlon Mack, who the USF product, who was just coming back from injury, held him to thirty eight yards, which is the lowest that he's had all season long. So, you know, when when you look at that, and now they are again the the, the top run defense Number in the one, league. Yeah. So, um, it's good to see them get back to that because I think they kind of. You know, they allowed a 100-yard rusher in Seattle, I think. And you looked at some of the numbers, and they were kind of getting a little bit, you know, they were trending, you know, towards allowing more yardage. And it's good to see them get back to that because I, I really do think that when it comes to this defense, it starts with that and their ability to do that. Then they can get pressure on the quarterback. The deep secondary doesn't feel so – so they don't feel like they're on an island so much. Um, but I think it starts with stopping the run. So And, and this was a team that, that, does, that does run the ball a lot. Um, so – you know, the, the Colts are an interesting team because they had a, they had to have a real big sense of urgency here. They, they needed had to, a win. They needed to win. Yeah. And, and, and uh, so, so, you know, this was their playoffs, too. It was. 
So, um, you know, for, for, for this team to, to pull this game out on both sides of the ball, you know, for the, we talk about the offense, but the, but the defense made, made those kind of key plays as well. And like I said, they stopped the run, which is something that this, these guys do well. J- Jacoby Brissett didn't really look like he was really much in sync uh, very often. He, he had some deep balls. He, he's got an arm. Well, um, he hit on some deep right. ones, though. He hit two deep balls to Marcus Williams that uh, uh, I believe it's Williams, right? Yeah. Marcus Williams. That was a, a that were big plays, and then of course they had the big pass interference penalty. I thought Brissett played well. Thought he threw a nice touchdown pass late in the game. Um, look, he had him up fourteen in the yeah. third quarter. If if you have if you are up fourteen in the third quarter in most games in the NFL, you're probably going to win. You know, certainly three score games are impossible to come back from, but two was was pretty good. At the end of the first half, it's going to get overlooked, but they had this confusion down near the goal line um, and wound up kicking a field goal on, on uh, fourth and goal where if you run that in, maybe you got a different game, right? But right. Um, they had already called timeout, and it looked like Jacoby was going to call timeout again. They which, won by three, yeah. Which, so yeah, which, which would have been a penalty. And so uh, they, they wound up running the play and it got to the one-yard line, but on fourth and goal – um, you know, Frank Reich decided to kick the field goal, and that and that cost him. There was some confusion down there. But the Colts, I thought, you know, without T.Y. Hilton, uh, with Mac coming back after missing a bunch of games with a hand injury, um, they have Jack Doyle, who's an okay tight end, but but not not their star tight end. So they they hung in there pretty well offensively, and, and they took advantage of the turnovers. But this was a battle, man. I mean, you don't see many 38-35 games. I know that one in, in New right. Orleans – you know, with the San Francisco 49ers was even crazier, right, that the 49ers won. Um, but it was a shootout. And, and now all of a sudden, you know, it's, you, don't, you don't get in. They didn't hire Bruce Arians to go 500, okay? They didn't hire him to be 8-8. Eight and eight. They probably didn't hire him to be 9-7. and seven. But you know what? They got to look at it. <coughs> I mean, they got a shot at it now. After where they started um, to, to finish 8-8, eight and eight, possibly 9-7, and seven. I mean, if you, if you beat – the Detroit Lions. Now you're playing a Houston team, which, by the way, did you see what happened uh, to the Texans yeah. against Denver at home? Yeah, that um, was a there's something missing there, you know, and, and and maybe that's good or bad. I don't know, depending on your on your perspective. But that team got waxed at home uh, by a by a, a, a Denver Broncos team and a rookie quarterback. So, you know, all of a sudden, it's been a while since this 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 franchise has had. A winning season you go back to Dirk Cutter and then before that you go to go 2010 this would only be the third one if they can pull it off I think that matters with a young football team I think it matters for Bruce Arians and his credibility of this coaching staff I think these guys believe and that's what you heard in the locker room heard a lot of belief yep, absolutely. a lot of belief in the players and the coaches the coaches belief they just move on guys make mistakes and they t- they try to figure it out all right what are we going to do next to fix it right yep. so you know, a couple things that we know about Bruce Arians, right? One is that history says that his teams typically get better as the season goes they along, do. right? And and some of that is his approach. You know, mm-hmm. like he's a guy who he's going to call everyone out on what they do wrong, right? Yep. And then there's the accountability to get them to fix it, you know. And maybe it doesn't get fixed right away, but eventually you better fix it. That's right. Or you're not going to be here anymore. Yeah. A.K.A. Noah Spence, A.K.A. Vernon Hargraves, yeah. A.K.A. You know, like they they've cleaned Ronald out. Ronald Jones is right, benched. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of lockers out there that aren't don't have those same numbers by them anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, so so you combine that with which we've all heard of is the Arians' approach, which is what is it? Coach them hard and love, love them, them. Hug them up and, later. and hug them up later, which. Yeah. 
you know, when you're going through these situations, and, you know, the example of the practice thing, he said about how raggedy, I think was a word he used on Friday, yeah. about how it was and how that carried over into discussions this weekend and even pregame and into the locker room. So, yeah. you know, he, I, I think we're kind of seeing the progress here of, you know, we've seen the kind of – you know, coach them up hard. Yeah, we're we're starting to see kind of the accountability. That's the one thing that I think I heard. That's a word I heard a lot in this in this locker room too today. Yeah, um, especially amongst the veterans. Yeah, and so so this I think you're starting to kind of see some of this stuff kind of gel and and really develop. And 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 yes, absolutely. Nine and seven, considering where this team was. Oh my gosh, five six weeks ago, um, it w- would be an amazing progress. And like I said, it would go along with. All of the um, everything that, that that we expect from an Aryan staff, you know, because the staff hasn't, you know, like we've we've been very critical of the staff of some of the confusions that that they've caused, the yeah. penalties that they've taken, the you know some of the play calls that they've made on fourth down, stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah. um, you know, but I think I think obviously you know nine and seven is better than seven and nine, better than eight and eight. Well, or, and to but, do but, it, I mean, if you win, seven, but you got to do yeah, you got to win a lot of. We ain't stack up a lot of wins to do it. Right, it's but that raining would, outside. Yeah, I see that. That would be seven out of eight though for this football team. Yeah, to finish nine and seven means you won seven of your last eight. When's games. When's the last time the Bucks have done that? Uh, don't know, <laughs> because I think their longest winning streak is six, and for them to for them to go nine and seven. Correct me if I'm wrong. They've won three in a row. They'd have to win six in a row. They'd have to win six <laughs> in a row, which would which would tie the franchise record. I think it's only been done twice before <laughs> in the forty something years of football. So that's that's rare that in, itself in and of itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you start, and that's the thing. When you start checking off these lists, you know it's very dungeon-esque. I keep referring back to '95, but it's like can't win in California. They beat San Diego. Can't win in the cold. They go to Chicago. You know, so the, all these little things that you have to learn to do together. And I I. I think you're right. One of the things Arians has done, too, is late in the year, of course, you can't put these guys in pads, but you've seen veterans just take days off. Yeah. DeMar Dotson has maintenance day. And Domicon Sue didn't practice on Friday. Um, he's very good with the older players. Jason Pierre-Paul. Jason Pierre-Paul hasn't practiced except on a Friday the <laughs> he, last he two weeks. He doesn't need to practice on Yeah, Friday. he just trots out there on Friday and, you know, <laughs> waves to us and runs around. But those are the kinds of things that the players really, really respect about Bruce because he knows – he, he, he knows how to handle guys differently and get them ready to play, and they got to be appreciative. And so I just feel like there is a there's a real there's sort of learning how to how to win together and learning of what Arians is about. So it's I mean it's work in the second half of the season. But again, find me the good team they've beaten, right? And you can't apologize for the schedule. I thought the Colts were a pretty good team. I think, I think they're one of their I think wins. they've had Absolutely. injuries, and I think that the Colts are tough. I think they're they play the right way. I think Frank Wright is a good coach. But let's face it, they, they're not going to win the AFC, okay? They're just not. They're not the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and, and, you know, no apologies for the schedule, but you're going to Detroit, which has his third-string quarterback. You might win there. And then you're playing an Atlanta team you've already beaten. So there are no Giants on the schedule. And I mean New York Giants, but there's no behemoths left. Terry played Yeah, to yeah, but, no, but, but also take too, down. But also, too, it's not, it's, it's not their fault about when they get teams. You Absolutely know I mean? not. They got, they, they, how many times do they get the Carolina Panthers when they're great or not get the Carolina Panthers when they're Didn't bad? Didn't matter. You know, yeah, it used to not matter. <laughs> right? They so, lost either way. So, you know. You don't throw them back. You know, we, you, you, get, you know, you get the Rams out in L.A. You, you, you really put it to them there. Yeah. You know, I still think that's probably their best win because it was on the road and Cross country, um, probably that but, in the Carolina. But, the, but even even in a loss, even in a loss, how they played in Seattle meant something to this it did. team. It did. You know that that's one of the hardest places to play consensus. Shootout in overtime, and, and it was a shootout in overtime. It took 
Russell Wilson had to play a great, great, great game to beat them in overtime. And pick on a rookie Jamal Dean three times yeah. for a touchdown yeah. to beat him, yeah. So, look, hats off to the Bucs. They've, they've managed to win another game. It was entertaining. It was it was a roller coaster. But I think the people that were rooting for the Bucks and there was a lot of Colts fans, probably enjoyed it. And they're probably going home, much like we are wondering, what the hell is Jameis Winston? Like, you know, who is this guy? And he even said, oh, it's going to be another Monday where, you know, we're going to have to have a serious talk again about turnovers. Like, how many times has he walked in there Monday morning where a quarterback's coach and offensive quarter looked at him and said, really? Like, what do we got to do to stop these? But there's a lot of good on that tape, man. There's a lot of good plays on that tape. And we'll see now what the status of Mike Evans is this week. We'll see if Jameis is thumb. You know, a lot of times the adrenaline and stuff, sure. can he still grip the ball, uh, where that's going to stand. But as it stands right now, the Bucks get another win, their third in a row, and they head off to Detroit with a chance to go 500. One, so. one thing we didn't mention, and, and he came back into the game, but Donovan Smith came out of the game briefly. That's that, true. That put the offensive line in a big spin. Oh, they're yeah. already They're already out of Kappa, so you already have you – know, Josh Wells tested, was struggling, with, too. He gave up a sack. tested at, at Earl Watson. You had to put Josh Wells in a tackle. Yeah. He gave up a sack immediately. So that's also something to watch. I it think it was be. a knee he had. It was. Uh, so He finished he, the game. but He finished the game, but like you never know how those things react in a couple of days, especially for a big man. That's right. So – um, yeah, that's something else to watch uh, early in the week. So we got Evans, we got the quarterback, we got Donovan Smith. A lot of news on injuries tomorrow. We'll have that on the podcast, as well as the Florida State Seminoles hired a new head coach. Is it you? No, <laughs> no, it's not me. Um, but we're, I'm sure we'll talk to Matt Baker um, about the Memphis State coach Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell, not Norvell, Norvell, who says that he's going to bring Florida State back to its prominence. Um, the Rays, we haven't discussed Tommy Pham moving on, my favorite oh. player for the Rays. Only I don't root for him, but that guy has an attitude that I loved, that, uh, you know, the man of a thousand stairs, right? Tommy Pham moves on, but they think they think they have a good deal. Do you have faith in the Rays that they did the right thing? I mean, you got to have faith in the Rays because most of the time they're thinking a little bit ahead of you. But, you know, if I, like, I, I think we, we talked about this. I think Pham... Fam just added something to that team that that they didn't have. It's something that's kind of in, in, intangible that, that that he has. Just like a get it done mentality, you know. Tommy was Tommy was a really unique personality because that's that clubhouse is a bunch of kids and they play like kids. They just go have fun. They do whatever, right? And that's mm-hmm. from Blake Snell to Glass now to Meadows all the way down. And then Tommy Pham was the exact opposite of that. Serious as a heart attack. Serious as a heart attack. (laughs) Like, this is a guy who'd have four hits in a game and he'd be mad about the fifth at bat that he he didn't get on base. If if he overran a base or something like that, I call it, it would would kill him, right? Just the ultimate perfectionist. and Just so dang intense. And and that, I think he gave them a little bit of an edge. Oh, he did. You could could tell by the reaction, Blake Snell's reaction. Oh my God. You could tell by that. Easy, Blake. But um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I, I think it's gonna be hard to replace some of those guys don't grow on trees. That yeah. whether it's the on base capabilities or, like I said, that intangible quality that he has. Right. Um, you know, I'm a little interested in, in Hunter Renfro. You know, he's a guy who hits hits big home runs, but the sub three three hundred OBP worries you. Wow. It makes you think that he swings at basically everything. Um, but that that kid, the the, uh, the draft pick that they got, he seems pretty special. Um, and uh, you know, so but like I said, with the Rays. It, it, it's kind of, I guess the thing is with Fam, it can surprise you, but it doesn't surprise you because 
He had two years remaining under team control. At some point, it's kind of that time. On, he was yeah. going to get his salary is basically going to double yeah. in arbitration. So it's kind of that time to move on. They've done it with other guys, with guys that have, have been just as good as Tommy Pham. So yeah. it's just kind of the raise way, you know. It really is. So Matt Baker, uh, Diana Neros will be on with us this week. So we've got lots for you as well as more with the Bucks. Of course, and uh, my friend Eduardo Encina. So, from Raymond James, where the Bucks have beaten the Indianapolis Colts to win their third in a row. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. For Steve Burstick, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.